0: Welcome to the Wheel of Sports, home of the greatest sports stories ever told. My name's Ian McNally, and with me all the way in Edinburgh, Scotland,
1: That Lavery, Matt Lavery.
0: Yeah, it was a longer build-up
1: than I'm used to.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what happened there, but I got a bit excited, and um, i I'll, I plan to remain that way.
1: Thanks, man. So keep me on my toes.
0: Let's get the wheel spinning, Matt. I've heard that you're working from home these days, Matt.
1: I'm really enjoying it. The low-hanging Scottish sun comes in through the window. It's so bright, I've had to start wearing sunglasses and a cap. I can't see my <laughs> laptop. <laughs> <laughs> the topic for this episode is out of bounds.
0: Out of bounds. Ooh, nice. Are you going to um, take this one, mate? Can I? Well, let's just go back to you sitting in an office at a computer with the sun. And do you remember there was like, you don't see goalkeepers in football do this anymore, but they used no. to reach for a cap. They used to have a cap in the back of the goal. And I imagine that's like you when the, you change halves after lunchtime <laughs> and you put your little cap on and your that's sunglasses that's in Scotland. That's magnificent. I look like the invisible um, man. <laughs> <laughs> or a spa or something
1: yeah
0: <laughs> just sat at home on your own that's so brilliant uh <laughs> that's made me happy anyway matt um <laughs> out out of bounds look at i've got one for this one matt yes mate take it this, this is a story in the USA. Now, I know that we have a lot of listeners in the USA, and one of those listeners, he has actually uh, runs a podcast himself, the NASL cast, which covers all things about soccer in the US. His name's Chad Irvine. He suggested this topic. So, thanks, Chad. It's a remarkable story, Matt, because it's about a man in his early 30s who is a NASCAR race driver. Okay. And he races over 40 times in top flight NASCAR. And in this particular race, it's his last ever where he ends up getting out of the car after th- 13 laps, walking off, and he's never seen again.
1: Who? A Mysterious ever, one, Matt,
0: ever. he's never seen again. Ever.
1: I'm interested. He just
0: walks off, and nobody's ever heard from him since.
1: I love these 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 um, these mysterious Cluedo types that you occasionally drop in. <laughs> it is good, isn't it, that we sneak in true crime <laughs> into, <laughs>
0: into our sports podcast? The disappearing um, this... NASCAR driver. I love it. Look, let well let's um let's talk about NASCAR to begin with because NASCAR is stock car racing. Now, stock car it became popular this uh, developing stock cars purely because of
1: prohibition. <laughs> so, so I don't even prohibition... know what a stock car is, mate. I don't know very. I know nothing about NASCAR.
0: Well, have a think about, like, Formula One. It's it's nothing like that. <laughs> so, it's the absolute other end of the scale. Um, it's NASCAR basically started out of um, the cars that they had developed to beat the police in Prohibition era. So when they were bootlegging alcohol around the US, they would... Make these cars that had very light bodies, had huge capacity to take alcohol inside and were very, very quick so they could outrun the police. That is brilliant. <laughs> what now an What an amazing happened.
1: start to a sport. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 what happened is that the prohibition was repealed in 1933 and obviously they still had all of these cars around which were fairly useless now <laughs> so but what happened is they'd meet up and race them and because of they were so kind of lightweight and they were they were cars the reason they got the name stock car was when nascar was developed in the late 40s and early 50s they actually set a rule which said your car can only be made of parts that you can buy in the shop, which is brilliant. Isn't but what it? kind of shop? I mean... <laughs> like, that's
1: pretty broad, isn't it?
0: Well, I mean, like it's available for—they're it, it, all commercially available uh, from uh, mechanics or You know, like yeah, okay. you're not talking about going to Kmart and making a car out of licorice or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, stock. <laughs> <laughs> I've made myself laugh there, um, <laughs> but as as the sport developed, it was it that's hugely democratic because you could make the car with anything that you could find commercially and piece it together. But it meant that it levelled the playing field as well. So and also it it was very accessible. Like you can't buy the carbon fiber bodies of Formula One cars down <laughs> the mechanics, mm. but you can you can make a an a car suitable for nascar it's really appealing and very very popular and as it gains momentum uh you know very famous daytona beach in florida where it takes off yeah and you know nascar they would drive around in these huge bowls and they just do lap after lap after lap lap. (laughs) It's, it's like it's quite meditative you know but um Unlike cricket, it's it's also very damaging to the environment as well. So amazing, NASCAR is so is, is, so, is so popular, and I think we we referenced NASCAR actually in uh, our previous episode that we did with Paul Benson about big tobacco money in sport because NASCAR was definitely one that has it being infiltrated by tobacco because of its target audience. I think we did give a stat that those people who watch NASCAR are over 20% more likely to smoke than a member of the general public. So NASCAR is damaging to your health, even if you're not a driver. But let's get on to this story because L.W. Wright, he is front and center of this story. And as I said, he had raced in 43 Top class NASCAR events. Is that a lot? He's in his early thirties, but you know, over forty events is credible. Nice. You know, he's he's not a Johnny come lately. He's obviously put the hours in and has a decent amount of experience. And it's interesting because L. W. Wright, um, he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. The local newspaper there get a call. The call is basically advising the the newspaper that L. W. Wright is going to be racing in the Winston 500, um, and added to this is he's also secured money from a guy called Bernie Tyrrell, who is head of Space Age Marketing, thirty seven thousand dollars, which is pretty. Sweet. L.W. Wright has also bought a car from a well-known NASCAR driver <laughs> called Sterling Marlin. And he bought the car for 20000 off him. So that added a bit more profile. And then even more profile is that L.W. Wright, he's got sponsorship and financial backing from none other than the country and western singer or the American country music singer-songwriter T.G. Shepard I know I know Matt wow <laughs> <laughs> so big name uh, I'm, big name I'm inf- inf- in the
1: American country music I think probably quite
0: smart name because he was a NASCAR fan uh, and also he you know he did have notoriety in a few hits um so, you know, this is all looking very good for uh, L.W. Wright. One critical thing, though, is when he buys that car, the stock car from Sterling Marlin, he pays, that it's 20 grand, just over 20 grand for the car. But what he does, he pays $17,000 in cash and the rest, about $3,700, he pays with a check. Okay. That might not seem important right now, but... You know, we'll we'll get to it. Remember that, and then okay, <laughs> and and then he also uh, for this level of competition, he needs to get his competition license from NASCAR, but that's fifteen hundred dollars, which he also pays for with a check, and and NASCAR accept him obviously because he's got form of racing around the country, etc. He calls his team. Music City Racing. That's a good name, isn't it? It's nice. Yeah, Music City Racing. Um he'd also roped in Merle Haggard as well, who is also an American country singer as well. Um in fact on Merle Haggard's Wikipedia page it says that he's an American country singer, songwriter, guitarist and fiddler.
1: <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it
0: says that's what it says i'm just you can't argue with facts on wikipedia <laughs> you child <laughs> but <laughs> so to race in this uh in talladega i hope i'm saying that right talladega talladega
1: talladega yeah tallade
0: talladega um there's a bit of Buzz around him because he's got this popularity, you know, he's got this publicity, he's got these stars who are chipping in to support him. He's got Music City Racing, it's glamorous, it's it's sleek. He's got this 1981 Chevrolet Monte Carlo from Sterling Marlin. I mean, all of these stars are aligning, and this should be a brilliant, perfect moment, uh, just a great race for him. Like this, maybe. In his early 30s, it's maybe the start of something, you know, that could go on. After submitting his uh, his license, he gets all the everything cleared and he's ready to start qualifying. And he qualifies at just over a speed of 187 miles per hour. Is that good? And, and in fact, yeah, it's, it's pretty reasonable, um, but it doesn't really stand him in good stead because it means that he qualified 36th in the in the field. In fact, I think one of the other competitors qualified over 200 miles per hour for the very first time ever in this race. That was a, a watershed moment. But back to L.W. Wright, when he qualified, 36th in the field. I mean, NASCAR, anything can happen. There's so many... Um, incidents and spin-outs and obviously it's because of the nature of the cars R- drivers are encouraged to bully each other and push each other up against the wall and bash each other and ram into the back of each other it's really bumper car racing it's it's <laughs> fantastic to watch it's, it, it's very reminiscent of driving in Melbourne <laughs> 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 and so so Ben yeah so he's up against a good field Benny Parsons was the guy who you know drove over 200 miles per hour so you can imagine like being if you get clipped at that speed that things are going to happen you Ooh, know spin outs, flip cars are going to flip over all of those things so 36th uh row 18 and he's ready to go Now on race day itself he completed 13 laps and only 8 of them were proper laps because 4 of them the safety car was out right <laughs> so they this shows you the level the percentage level of instances so they they'll put a flag out to say this keep going but this lap doesn't count towards the race because shit's gone down so so his engine failed On the 13th lap, and that's it. He's done. Now, what happens now, Matt, is LW Wright gets out of that car, the 1981 Monte Carlo that he's bought off Sterling Marlin for $20,000. He gets out of that car, he leaves the car on the racetrack and walks into the sunset and is never seen. Or heard of ever, ever again?
1: Okay, so why? Well, where's the story? What's going on here? I feel like there's more to this. (laughs) Well, (laughs)
0: do you remember Sterling Marlin that car for just over twenty grand? He gave him seventeen grand worth of cash. Sterling Marlin actually helped him put the car together for and supported the team on race day. But when Sterling Marlin tried to cash that cheque for the outstanding $3,700, the cheque bounced. Oh, dear. When NASCAR tried to cash their cheque for the competition licence, it bounced. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) When Goodyear, who he'd bought equipment off,
1: (laughs) tried to cash their cheque, it bounced. <laughs> oh, dear. Hank, but he had all of this sponsorship money from the well, he got- record label or from the musicians.
0: Yeah, so he got money from Bernie Tyrrell, the head of Space Age Marketing, which Bernie didn't see that money again. <laughs> um, the stars who Merle Haggard and T.G. Shepard, T.G. Shepard was asked about L.W. Wright. And he said, I've never heard of him.
1: Well, so he just was full of it. He said, I've got this guy's yeah. supporting me,
0: but he hadn't. Well, interestingly, LW Wright on race day had been interviewed and they asked him, Oh, what about TG Shepherds? Because it turns out that he says he hasn't heard of you. And he said, Oh yeah, I was I was a bit premature. <laughs> In, in suggesting that I had sponsorship, but I've got lots of other country and western singers who are who are keen. No, why am I saying country and western singers? That's a film category, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's it's, not, it's just country singers, isn't it? <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm thinking of people like Dolly Parton coming through a saloon door. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's been a long week at work. Uh country singer they hadn't heard of him it but he he is saying that he's got lots of support from these people and it's just a matter of time. One other little interesting thing was that some of the other NASCAR drivers they were a bit confused at the type of questions on race day and qualifying that L.W. Wright was asking because he was asking questions that any rider, any driver of any ilk would know. Give me an example. You know, um, how do we open the car? You know, because in NASCAR you actually (laughs) climb through the
1: window. No way! (laughs) How do do we get in?
0: I don't know. I'm making
1: that up. (laughs) (laughs) Which way round do we go?
0: (laughs) I I, I don't... It was from the research, they don't give any particular examples, but only to note that this guy, you know, considering he raced over 40 times, he's asking questions that a novice would ask. And the other strange thing as well is that the other seasoned NASCAR drivers, they they didn't recognize him. They're kind of thinking, "I, I haven't seen you around the traps. I haven't seen you before considering you're supposed to have raced in all of these races don't don't recognize your face
1: (laughs) i can see where this is going (laughs) i love it and so and
0: so and so they again in in an interview on race day he got asked about these 40 plus races that he'd competed in uh, and they said, "Oh, you know, it's, it doesn't seem, people, you know, it doesn't seem to be a record of you competing at um, at Winston Cup standard." And he said, "Oh, no, I've I've competed on those tracks <laughs> that were used for Winston Cup, but I was competing in a sportsman's event." So he was like saying, oh, I, I've I've been on the the track racing around." but at an amateur level. Yeah. Mm. And so he's kind of just paring back his very ambitious claims, yeah. just bit
1: by bit. Just rowing back a little Ad- bit there, yeah.
0: Added to these checks that have bounced. <laughs> Serious question marks are over L.W. Wright's head. Now, L.W. Wright... He raced in the Winston 500 prestigious NASCAR event. It turns out, Matt, this was L.W. Wright's one and only yes NASCAR I race
1: ever. I love it.
0: No <laughs> credentials. His name is not L.W. Wright. Of course it isn't. His, his real name... <laughs> Still to this day, Matt, is unknown.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: You beauty. Bernie Bernie Tyrrell, who gave him all that money, he hired a private investigator to try and hunt down L.W. Wright. Uh Uh-huh. Nothing showed up. Brilliant. On the official records of NASCAR, L.W. Wright, the stats read (laughs) Nationality. American race one.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and he did his 13 laps and then just walked off. With... Yeah, but the best is status unknown. It's <laughs> just... Amazing. He's unknown. But I'm, I'm celebrating this guy and having a laugh, but actually he's he's just robbed a fellow, hasn't he? Like, he's... he's He's actually a, like a pretty serious con man who's done a guy out of thirty thousand dollars.
0: What I find amazing about this story is that yes, he's a con man and he's robbed someone, but he's robbed someone to live his dream. But he Probably hasn't though, has he? Because he hasn't
1: spent the money on the car; he's just pocketed it.
0: Well, no, but it's not—it's not the outcome. It's the journey.
1: He got. He got. <laughs> yeah. He got
0: to drive in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, the Winston Five Hundred. For that day, was a NASCAR driver amazing?
1: I mean, that's yeah. It's pretty incredible. Just absolute blagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fort, Forty-four aces, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Country stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: So the 2nd of May, 1982, L.W. Wright walked off that NASCAR track and was never seen again. Now, the fallout from this, obviously, private investigators involved, NASCAR had questions to ask of themselves. How would they let this man defraud them? This man who told them that he'd raced in 43 events, like... How did they not do their homework and check that and ratify that he was worthy of a of a license <laughs> to compete at NASCAR is extraordinary so he has become known as the d b Cooper of NASCAR now I didn't know who d b Cooper was, and I'll quickly Goodness, tell you <laughs> so d b Cooper is an An unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 in the US in 1971. He got on a flight. He extorted $200,000 in ransom. And while the plane was mid-flight, with the $200,000 strapped to his body, he jumped out of the plane. Oh, my goodness. And he is still Wanted by the FBI.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: What a crook. How, how did, like, how did these people just disappear?
1: It's a, it's a different time, I guess. It's amazing. I mean, you you left to go to Edinburgh. I tracked you down. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is mad. So, what a con man. He's like the
0: Kaiser. He is, like that previous episode, Matt, the Kaiser, if you haven't listened to that, obviously you've listened to it, but (laughs) (laughs) you did it. My (laughs) debut. But just amazing that L.W. Wright just walked off the street and into the NASCAR, into the Winston 500. Just incredible. And I read a few of the newspaper articles that were written um, at the time about L.W. Wright And the quote that really stood out for me was one of the journalists who said, if he could have driven as fast as he
1: talked, he would have been a champion. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There's something about, you said there, he walked into the sunset. And I don't know if it's because you're talking about western films I'm just like <laughs> do you know what I mean country but Cassid, western singers Butch Cassidy in the Sundance Kid just there he is disappearing <laughs> <laughs> beautiful image I love it well,
0: I'm going to go and listen to some country and western nice. um, <laughs>
1: songs amazing oh dear
0: out of bounds I mean incredible and you know what Matt T.G. Shepard was a bit upset that L.W. Wright had used his name and said that he was being sponsored by him. Yeah. Do you know what T.G. stands for in, she- in T.G. Shepard? No. Nope. Nothing. What well, he's a fraud himself. <laughs> he needs to have a. G- <laughs> he needs to have a good look. He just. He just said they're just initials. <laughs> I mean, come on. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> come on, America. <laughs> Mate, thank you. Do you know, uh, Har- hold on. same, Harry S. Truman, Harry S. Truman, pre- former president of the USA, the S, doesn't stand for anything, oh, I mean, this con—this <laughs> this country has serious issues, no, but, leave, I mean, <laughs> leave
1: the Americans alone, <laughs> you daft we, we,
0: we do love our American listeners, and our American listener, Chad Irving, in particular, yeah, thank you well so played, much for,
1: for bringing this st- incredible story to our attention. And Ian, thank you so much for telling it so well. That was brilliant. Thanks, thanks very much to all our listeners around the world. Follow Chad's lead there and don't hesitate to contact the show about any suggestions you might have for, uh, for topics we could do. Uh, get in touch at The Wheel of Sport on Twitter or thewheelofsport at gmail.com.
0: We're also on Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, if you can leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that would be very, very kind. Thanks, Matt. Thank Another great so sports story. L.W. Right, <laughs> Let's <laughs> ride into the sunset together. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow, Matt? When I get in my car, I'm going to wind down the window and climb in and pretend
1: I'm L.W. right. (laughs) But you'll have to ask your wife first how to do it.
0: (laughs) I I might actually just glue the door shut (laughs) so that there's no other option.
1: Brilliant. (laughs) I love it. All right, mate. Thanks so much for that. All the best. Bye-bye.